0: All right, why don't we give a round of applause to all the musicians, because while you were hot singing, they were hot playing. So, give a a round of applause for doing that. Did everybody get a handout? Because we're going to use that this morning. So, if you didn't get one, all right, speak now, forever hold your peace. Okay. All right, it's warm. We're going to go through the handout. So go ahead and grab that Saturday mornings usually my wife gets away to have some time alone and me and uh, my two kids we usually head over to Indian Creek Park and uh, as Daniel one of the pastors at Versailles Christian Church almost immediately somebody asked me uh, well where do you live and I say well behind the floral shop and I said why would you come to First Sales? And uh, I was able to share my story um, with Bob. And Bob was there. He had three grandchildren playing at the park. And so I started to talk to him. I said, you know, Bob, there's a time in my life when I was empty and without purpose. And then, Bob, I I started reading the Bible. And it started making sense to me. and And I put my faith in Jesus. And after that, I've just I've had a peace with God through Jesus alone. And do you have a story like that? And Bob looked at me and he said, I don't talk about my faith on Saturdays. I said, oh, okay. Uh, do you talk about it on Fridays? And he said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I said, okay, I understand. I understand. Bob said he thought he could be a good enough person on his own. And then he said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. On your handout, there's a picture. At the front of your handout, there's a picture. There's two people, and then there's a little road to the cross. And we're going to think about two different questions. How can man, how can you, how can I, be reconciled to God? Is being a good person all there is to it, like Bob told me yesterday? Secondly, that other person in the little drawing, how can we help people? Be reconciled to God. So you'll see there, there's a little paragraph that's taken straight from the Bible. As we're outside here today, we thought it'd be best to copy and paste just a paragraph from the Bible right there on your handout. So I'm going to read that out loud. I'd encourage you to follow along. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses or deliberate offenses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now That, that is the words of God. Paste it onto your handout. And we're going to take about 10 minutes to think about them. This morning, point number one is be reconciled to God. Straight out of the section, 2 Corinthians 5. So for you note takers, that's the first blank. Be reconciled to God. When people hear the word God, a lot of people have different ideas. Um, most people think of God as a nice, bigger version of themselves. You know, he's kind of like me, only more powerful. But the God of the Bible is actually different than you. The God of the Bible is just. As explained in the Old Testament, will not the judge of all the earth do what is right? The God of the Bible can create anything from nothing. None of us can do that. The God of the Bible has to punish what is wrong. I'll direct your attention to the last verse on your handout. Verse 21. For our sake, he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin. What is sin? Sin is anything we do that breaks God's law. Which is why I wore a t-shirt up here today. So, most people in Versailles believe in God, right? Talk to your average neighbor, person walking down the street, hey, do you believe in God? Most of them say, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. But once we get into what is sin, and how do we take care of sin, things become a little muddy. So we're going to study this last verse, verse 21, and help us understand. So, what is sin? Well, there's there's a few obvious ones, we probably know. Can anybody name a few sins, like Ten Commandments or anything like that? What? Stealing? Thou shalt not steal? Yeah, that's one. Honoring your parents, that's a really good one, especially when you have kids. You're like, ooh, yeah, I'll bring that up more often. What are some other things? Gluttony, that's a sin, yep. Yeah. Don't kill your kids. That's a really good command to remember. Thou shalt not murder. (laughs) Yeah. There's a few other ones like uh, slander, just talking bad about someone behind their back without trying to do them good. Um, Thou shalt not lie. Have you ever told a lie before? Well, see, what happens when we sin. The Bible says that each one of you here today, you were were born with a nature that was already depraved, so you were pointed away from God. But each of you, if you're honest, would say, yeah, I've told a lie before. Some of you, if you're more honest, you're like, yeah, I've told a lot of lies. (laughs) Now, we could have a further conversation about God's command not to commit adultery. Jesus amplified. If you look at any person with lust, it's like you've already committed adultery because God judges your thoughts. And you might say, yep, I've done that. That's why verse 21 on your handout is so incredibly important. Because when you start bringing up the commandments and how all of us fail at keeping God's commands you start to understand the gravity of your situation. The seriousness of sin. Now, most people in Versailles, and in America, they, they say, oh, but wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not perfect, but I'm still pretty good. You're like, well, God has to be just. And if you've told one lie... He says in the book of Revelation that no liars will be allowed into heaven and have to be put into the lake of fire. So most people will say, okay, but Jesus died on the cross. He did. He died on the cross. But what does Jesus' death on the cross mean? And this is what most people, when they they hear of Jesus' death on the cross, this is what they think. All right, I've made a mess of things. I'll agree. Alright, I have sinned, messed up. Okay, I need some help. I was talking to a man two weeks ago. He said the same thing. It's like what Jesus does is he gives me a second chance. So, Jesus gives me this clean slate. I put on this clean slate. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'll just live the rest of my life and I'll be able to get to heaven. We all know that doesn't work that way. Why? Because you're still going to mess up. You're going to say that unkind thing to your spouse. You're, you're going you're to be mean to your sibling. And you know you shouldn't. You're going to covet after something that's not yours. And replace God with it. church family, and any guest, Jesus did not die to give you a second chance, to let you live your life your way. You can't make it. So let's return to our verse. Verse 21. Let's read it again. For our sake, in our place, God made Jesus to be sinned who knew no sin. Okay, so what does this mean? When Jesus died on the cross, when he shed his blood, as we take communion this morning, we're going to be reminded of that. What God is saying in the Bible is the only way anyone can get to heaven is if they believe in Jesus as the righteousness of God. So what they believe is Jesus became their sin. So this is what it means to be a true believer in Jesus. You don't think Jesus gave you a clean state, a second chance, helps you get to heaven. What you believe is Jesus covers all my sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Let's look at this verse one more time. That last sentence, so critically important for us to understand. So God made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin. So God can be just and punish Jesus for our sin, because Jesus never sinned. And then that last phrase is critical. So that, or in order, that in him, in Jesus, in in what Jesus did on the cross, we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, so most people that I talk to about sin and going to heaven, they always say this, yeah, I'm not perfect, but at least I haven't killed anybody. Well, God hasn't killed anybody. Like, are you comparing yourself to God? Because God's perfect. And that last phrase is where God focuses all of us on. You have to be as righteous as God to get to heaven. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, exceeds the religious crowd, you can't go to heaven. So how do we all go to heaven? Friend, it's by believing in Jesus alone. By being in Jesus. By only putting our hope in Him. So for you note takers, that little sentence, the next one says, get right with God Through Jesus. Alone. Okay? Get right with God through Jesus alone. You could be here this morning and you could know about God. You could know Jesus died on the cross and yet you could not be on your way to heaven because you have not placed your faith in Jesus alone. VCC, this is critically important. Are you reconciled to God through Jesus alone? Alright. Point number two. We've got to be quick because it's hot. All those reconciled to God. Alright. All those reconciled to God if you believe in Jesus if you've put on the t-shirt for the sake of the illustration Jesus is alone your hope. Okay. Okay. Well, God has something else to say to you. All those reconciled to God are ambassadors for Christ. All those reconciled to God are ambassadors for Christ. See, this morning, what I say doesn't make a lick of difference. What God says matters. And what he says is if you claim to be in Christ, then your job is to represent Jesus. Now, to prove that, we're just going to read through the paragraph again. And I'm going to highlight some things for you. Because, again, it doesn't matter what I say. All right, so verse 17, top of the paragraph. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, all right? If anyone is in Christ, Paul doesn't make assumptions. He's writing this to a church just like ours. There can be a group of people like this, and some of you may be in Christ, and some of you may be out of Christ. But if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. You're a new being. You're not the way you used to be. The old has passed away. Living for yourself, lying, stealing, cheating to get what you want, living for your own agenda, that is gone. The new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God. God is the one who reconciles people. And what hope that is for us. Who, through Christ, why don't you highlight that phrase as well? So the first phrase I would highlight, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's so key. And then he says again, who, through Christ, reconciled us to himself. Now, most of us want to stop right there. Ah, great! Great! I get to go to heaven. I'm reconciled. But notice, God doesn't stop. Look at the next phrase. He says, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Both the super Christian Paul and you, the normal nine to five workers. Everyone has the ministry of reconciliation. Did you know you were a minister? It's right here. It's in black and white. God wants you to be a minister, a servant, to reconcile other people to him. Verse 19. Here's the next phrase. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. You can highlight that phrase too, in Christ. So notice, Paul, he's saying this over and over. If you want to be the righteousness of God, you have to be in Christ. You have to trust in him alone not counting their trespasses against them, and, he says it again, entrusting to us the message, the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we beg, we plead with you. This word is so rich of meaning. So if you claim to be in Christ, then God's saying, I want you to plead on my behalf. Every one of us here knows about the role of an ambassador. It's a a current role in our world today, right? Ambassadors from the U.S. go to other countries, and they represent our country to another country. God is saying, if you are a Christian, then you are an ambassador. So the question is not, you guys might be thinking, "Uh, do I really buy this? Like, do I want to be an ambassador? But that's not the right question. If you look at this paragraph, the question is, am I in Christ? Am I reconciled to God? Am I going to heaven? Because if you are, you already are an ambassador. The question is, are you in Christ? Because you're already an ambassador if you're in Christ. God wants you to represent him. So this last sentence on your handout for the note takers, all reconcile people are new creations who represent King Jesus on earth. So that word all is very, very complex. It means all. Okay? All of us. If you're reconciled to Jesus, if you're right with God through Jesus, God has called you to be an ambassador. So hopefully by now, you're all thinking, great, how do I do that? Well, that's a long answer, but the back of your handout is, is one way to answer that. So, after this, we'll be done. We'll do communion. I'm going to go through this rather quickly. This is, this is worksheet. If you want to be an ambassador, how do I start? Okay, I'm going to run through four questions, and then we will conclude. Why speak about Jesus? Why bring up the awkward conversation like I did with Bob? Why risk rejection like I did with Bob? This is why. For the love of Christ controls us. Jesus' love for us controls us. Because we have concluded this, that one, Jesus died for all, therefore all have died in him. And he died for all. He died in our place Why? Why did he die in our place? So that we could live if we want to, drive Ferraris and just hang out? No. He died for all that those who live. Again, Paul doesn't make an assumption. He doesn't say just because you show up to this gathering, you are a Christian. He says, if you're in Christ, if you are truly reconciled to God, those who live, he doesn't say everybody there, but those who are actually Christians Those people live no longer for themselves. You don't live for yourself anymore. But for him who for their sake died and rose again. So why why bring up Jesus? Guys, it's because he died for you. He loves you personally. One day you're going to see him. And you're going to know that better than you ever have. Okay, so that's why we want to talk about Jesus. What do I say? What do I say as an ambassador? Let me, let me say there's lots of answers to this. This on the back of your handout is just one simple tool that Paul the Apostle used before King Agrippa in the book of Acts. Okay, So it's really simple. Um, number one is there is a time in my life when your life before Jesus. Just describe it. So for me, I was very empty. I was looking for happiness and sin, I was very unfulfilled and guilty. No purpose. So That was my life before I believed in Jesus. And, and, and you all know people like that. You know people who are having suicidal thoughts. You know people who are chasing money and materials and living for this life. You know people like that, who are empty. Okay? So, there was a time in my life when I was empty. I was depressed. I was very far from God. Then secondly, number two on your handout, but then I trusted what God said in the Bible. Again, salvation doesn't have anything to do with your feelings or how you can get right with God on your own. No, it's just trusting what he said about Jesus. Putting your faith in Jesus alone is what saves. So you could even memorize 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made Jesus to be my sin, So that in Jesus, I could be made the righteousness of God. It's yet not I, but through Christ in me. You could say that. Then thirdly, now that I'm a follower of Jesus, oh man, I have peace with God. I have a joy that's never left. Of course I have hard days. Of course I have sleepless nights. I have two young kids. (laughs) But because of Jesus, I have a rest in my life. Then fourthly, have you trusted God's promise of reconciliation through Jesus alone? If you want to be an ambassador, it's important to call others to be reconciled to God. All right, number three, who do I speak to about Jesus? I just put four categories on there. You know, do you have a friend that you never talked to about Jesus? Do you have a neighbor, perhaps, that you've never had over? Maybe a family member that you haven't mentioned Jesus to. And then coworkers. By the way, pray for me because my coworkers really need Jesus. Okay. So you don't have to do this now, but write down their names and pray for them. Because that's a really good place to start. Is praying for your friends, coworkers and neighbors who are far from God. All right. When should I make a time to speak about Jesus? Well, I just put a couple of ideas down there. You could come up with your own. Uh, maybe in line at poultry days in five or six days, you see a friend. You're in line to get, I don't know, candy, and uh, and you talk to him. Or maybe you invite a neighbor over. Say, hey, come over. We're, I'll I'll grill out some steaks and and you just you just enter the awkward conversation. Say, hey, there was a time in my life when when I was so Depressed. And you can just share your story with them. Just open the conversation. A couple of other ideas like family member at a birthday party or bringing up Jesus during a lunch break at work. Just talk about Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to keep my word. We're done. I'm going to pray. And then after I pray, I'm going to share a few words about communion. Then you all will have about a minute while the team plays some music. And then we will do communion. I'll be over here on uh, your left side, and I'll be doing um, the gluten free bread and you can come over there for me, but there'll also be a station over here with Russell and Chris Austin, and me and Nick Zumberger will be over there. So please take this home and if you have any questions at all, please chat with me. I would love to help. So let's talk to God and then um, then I'll share some words about communion. God, thank you so much for this paragraph that you had Paul write down for us. Thank you for how it's changed in my life. And uh, I do pray it would be an encouragement to those here who are in Christ to to be ambassadors um, who speak for you. And then, Lord, if there's anyone here, Holy Spirit, please work in them. Help them to see that they're not right with you yet. Help them to put their faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, we're going to have communion. The team will probably uh, start coming up. And just wanted to share a few words of uh, what God says about communion. So in, in the same group, the same church, Paul the Apostle wrote in 1 Corinthians 11 to this group. And they were having problems with the Lord's Supper. And he said a few things that, that pertain to us. So first, if you're here, like Nick said, and you're not sure. Like you've heard about God, you've come to our group a few times, but you're not sure that you've put on Jesus, that you're right with God through Jesus alone. If you're not sure, just observe today. That's completely fine. Because this is important to hear, especially in our area. Eating bread, drinking juice does not get you to heaven. The Bible says, God says, do this in what? Remembrance of me. He did not say, do this to go to heaven to be with me. So if you have something to remember, if you've placed your faith in Jesus and you have something to remember of what Jesus did, then please come forward if you are right with God through Jesus. But there's one other thing that Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians 11. He said, if if you're not right with each other, then don't drink or or eat the bread until you get that right. Cuz you there were a lot a lot of problems and Paul even said some of you have died because you've treated the communion table without the gravity it deserves. So, if you're here and you're like, "You know what? I need to get right with that person over there or there's somebody in my life I need to get right with." This is the chance as we remember God died for our sin. We need to get right with others. We need to forgive others. Okay, so take a few minutes to think about, okay, am I truly a Christian? Examine yourself, Paul said at the end of 2 Corinthians, to see if you're in the faith. So if examine yourself, think about that, and then also consider, am I right with my spouse? Is there anything between me and my spouse I need to get right? before I take this. And so spend a few minutes and then um, I'll come back up and we'll do communion.